0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 116 of the J Situation podcast. I'm recording this on June 7th, 2022. How you wonderful folks doing? Man, I hope you're doing well. I am doing much better than I was when we last spoke. (laughs) Man, I, I don't know if you tuned into that last episode, but I was sort of dragging a little bit, especially toward the end there. And I recorded that a week ago, and probably about an hour or so after I recorded that episode, I felt like complete trash. (laughs) Definitely sick, yeah. Uh, Brought something back with me from NRA. Not cool. So, yeah. So, been on the mend since then, and thank goodness I felt good enough to get back on the horse this evening and uh, record this for you. So... I I was thinking, I was like, man, I might have to skip the podcast. But then, nah, man, hit that Hail Mary and uh, got the vitamins in there. uh, Got the immune system firing on all cylinders. And, uh, yeah, I just have a little congestion right now. But other than that, I think I'll be all right. Uh, Feeling good. So uh, I'm back in the saddle. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, to those of you who have been trying to get a hold of me, uh, I apologize for the delays, guys. It's it's been a time. Uh, I think I'm all caught up now with emails, mostly. Although I did see some recently that I hadn't got to. So, uh, if you still haven't gotten a response, just hang tight. If you are a Pew Science member and you have not received a welcome email, uh, you should very soon. So, hang tight as well. <laughs> Stupid weak human body. Uh, yeah, always v- vulnerable to infectious agents. It's like yeah. The immune system is stronger for it, but man, like that part's good. But you know, during it, you're you're hating life, which you know, kind of. yeah, It's kind of like when you run far; everyone hates running, right? But then when you're done running, you're like, "Man, that felt so good." But like during it, you're like, "I want to die." <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Anyway, no, um, but a lot of great things happened since the last episode, yeah, including two great articles. You know, two great publications from Pew Science. (laughs) I don't want to toot my my horn too much for that, but I I am saying that I think the information was very useful to a large portion of the community, and for that, I am thankful. Yeah, so, you know, my goal is to help the most amount of people possible with every article I publish, and when I can do something like the recent Rugged Razor 556 release, uh, it makes me smile. You know, I like that because I know a lot of people were counting on that information. And so, yeah, we'll talk about that data in today's episode. Yeah. And speaking of helping the community, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. Yeah. The J Situation Podcast is proudly sponsored by Silencer Shop. You can use their kiosk, you can do your fingerprints and photos electronically, and in turn, you cut down on errors, you simplify your silencer purchasing process yeah get a money back guarantee it's pretty good you know no transfer fees no paperwork errors just you and your silencer with no drama it truly is silencer ownership simplified it is good folks there the good old ye old silencer shop and they could have like an e on the end like the weird way that the british people spell it that'd be strange secondly (laughs) this podcast is brought to you by true shot gun club out of arizona That's right. And how do those folks support the podcast? Well, it's very simple, actually. Uh, There is a link to True Shotgun Club in uh, every uh, show notes uh, segment for each podcast episode there uh, on the website or in your uh, favorite podcast provider. Um, If you click that link in the show notes, it takes you to their website. And if you buy ammo using that link, it helps the podcast and it helps Pew Science. That's right. And if you want to join their club and get free shipping on all the ammo that you buy from them for a whole year, like Amazon Prime. Uh, They call it A-Zone. It's very similar. Um, If you want to do that, you get $20 off your membership with the code word PewScience at checkout. That's right. You win, they win. You help the podcast. Very simple. Hope that helps you guys. Ammo is good. It's very important. Cannot enjoy your silencers without ammunition, so uh, it would behoove you to purchase some. (laughs) And lastly, and most importantly, this podcast is sponsored by PewScience. Pushing the silencer industry forward one test at a time. And you can visit PewScience.com for the suppression rating. It is the industry standard for silencer sound performance. It is the simplest and the most accurate hearing-safe rating for your suppressed small-arm weapon system. And it's based on true inner ear response of the entire gunshot from before combustion takes place all the way until all of the combustion is gone from the system. That's right. It's in Section 5 of the Silencer Sound Standard. Okay, it walks you through gunshot noise, sort of like Wikipedia. But way more fun because it's about silencer sound and who doesn't love that there's seven parts they're all on PewScience.com for you to read and if you and if you haven't seen it that's okay skip directly to section five you see uh the suppression rating there it's going to let you know how silencers stack up in comparison to one another with regard to sound at the muzzle in the shooter's ear and you get a hearing safe dose limit for the particular platforms on which the silencers are tested okay the higher the higher the number the less risky for you the shooter or the bystander. The lower the number, the more your ears will be at risk. That is how it works. That's right. And in Section 6, you get all the reviews, all the nitty-gritty, and if you see that and you're like, this is frankly, Jay, this is terrifying, and I don't like what you've done with the place. This is insane. Say, no problem, fam. I understand. I got you. Section 7 has all the reviews, and oh my God, I was was just... (laughs) I was staring at my computer screen right now. My monitor went black. Some kind of crazy message just flew up on the screen, and it came back, and everything was fine. I thought I lost the recording, but I didn't. What in the world is the CIA listening to this podcast? You know, I wonder if my FBI agent that monitors me is watching. Don't speak directly into the microphone. <laughs> Like I was saying, FBI agent, wink wink. If you would like to see all the summary of all this glorious test data that we all like because silencers are awesome and totally legal, uh, you can go to Section 7 of the standard. It has a rankings table and it's a simple database tour where you can sort and filter the data to your heart's content. Until you find something you like, you click on the link there in the table, it'll take you back to the review and you can do a deep dive. That's right. If you're a manufacturer, or if you are an FBI agent and you would like to use Pew for private testing and consulting services, there is a form on the, web- on the website with which you can submit that inquiry. Uh, your contact information and all the test data will be held in strict confidence. I promise, FBI, it will be. Unless of course you want to release it to the public, in which case uh, I can help you do that, but let's be honest, FBI, you don't want to do that, do you? No, you want to keep it all to yourself. I know your game. You can support this podcast. Pew Science and all the testing that I do uh, by joining with a membership at PewScience.com. Uh, you can donate uh, on the website as well. There's a donate button. You can give a little bit, give a lot of bit, or you can give nothing at all. That's right. And something that's free, doesn't cost you anything, especially if you're in the FBI. You can give the podcast a great rating on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're, uh, you get your podcasts. <laughs> we just want to normalize the use of suppressed small arms. Mr. FBI agent, man, that's all we want to do. Please let us do that. It is our right as Americans. I have three topics for you today. Uh, Topic one, sound signature review, 676, the rugged razor 556 on the 556 Mark 18, AR-15 short barrel automatic weapons system. That's right. Technical discussion should be great to go into that. I learned some stuff. We can all learn together. And then topic two, man boy howdy some member research that's right pew science member research supplement 677 published coincidentally there with the with the 676 it was a package deal this was the razor 556 versus the razor 762 with different end caps on the mark 18. does it make a difference do you care should you care pew science members know the answer that was for you and then topic three last minute addition to the podcast I just got the silencer in to the inventory here Uh, the AAC Tyrant 9 M HD (laughs) HD what in tarnation what is that why why is that yeah I'd talk about that I thought it was interesting blast from the past is a little bit of a reboot so I thought that was interesting we'll talk about that in topic 3 okay topic 1 at a time of 9 minutes and 30 seconds That's a nice round number, sort of. Could be a good omen. Could be a bad one. But we're here, aren't we? Let me get a drink of water. Boy, I did not know. I did not know if I was going to be okay to do this. I'm like, man, I was dragging. Up until yesterday, actually, some people. I was talking to some people online, DMing, as it were, and uh, emailing some people. I was like, man, I'm sorry. I feel like like dog doo-doo. It's like, man, I feel crappy. And then I kind of slept a lot. You know, you know what I find for the old immune system, vitamin D and zinc. Like I'm talking pound that stuff, dude, you, you get that in your system. And, you know, it, look, <laughs> this isn't <laughs> this isn't a health podcast. I'm certainly not a physician, so I'm not trying to give you health advice and medical advice. Don't kill the messenger here, but I will say, vitamin D and zinc, fam. I don't know what it is. It just always seems to work for me. But, yeah, topic one, sound signature review 676. And I did this while sick, by the way, when I released this. Like, I was not a happy camper. I got up early (laughs) to publish all this. I was dying. (laughs) I held it together. Um, This was the Rugged Razor 556. Man, completely I actually thought this sensor came out of left field. It was interesting. We're gonna have a technical discussion here, so strap in, get comfortable, because I think I have a lot to say. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a minute. It's gonna be a minute here. Okay. This this was a highly requested um, sensor data set. A, this is a very big release actually for Pew Science and. This is actually Rugged's first new rifle silencer in quite some time. You know, and, and and a 556 silencer, no less. You know, the Razor again, now called the Razor 556. Okay, so this is this is the second version of the Razor. You know, there're now two. The first was the Razor 762. And you know, we all just called it the Razor. <laughs> it was actually called the Razer 762 in marketing, you know, and branding and stuff, I guess. But, you know, your Form 4 said Razor. Okay, your Form 4 just said Razor. And the Silencer said Razor. So we called it the Razor. All right, so I, you know, I, I bought one a long time ago. Before I had even started Pew Science, I had bought a Razor, you know. Been using the Razor for a, for a while, man. You know, always called it the Razer. Wrote reviews for Pew Science for 308 Bolt Action and even the Mark 18. And what did I call it? The (laughs) Razer. So guess who had to update parts of the website when the Razer 5.56 came out? (laughs) This guy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I didn't update the old Razer 7.62 articles, but I did update the rankings table in Section 7. That's right. So folks can easily see which results are for the Razer 7.62 and the Razer 556 now that they have both been tested on the mark 18 which can be super confusing for people not to mention new silencer consumers that may not even understand the difference between the two silencers at all you know and then some people might not even know that two of them exist you know, so, so i wanted to cover that in the in the topic today and uh, you know along with the technical information the test data and the analysis from the review, you know, I think all of that will be good. You know, I, I think it's prudent. I think all of this is prudent to discuss, and I think it'll fit right in with the performance discussion. And probably, probably, I think, and it's my hope that it's going to clarify a lot of things that I've seen mentioned online, you know, um, about this silencer in particular. I think, I think that 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 needs to happen. And there's been so much talk; it's kind of crazy, actually. I I really sometimes I want to tell people not I was going to say take a chill pill but maybe I want to be like like chill homie like I don't know that's probably saying the same thing but I don't know the intonation might matter. <laughs> okay so the fr- first things first I want to let everyone know that all of the testing and analysis for every rugged silencer including this one has been one hundred percent internally funded by Pew Science. Okay, like in fact, in in the very and some of you might not know this. So, story time. Uh, in the, in the very early days of Pew Science, my personal rugged silencers were used in R and D. That's right. Uh, this is one of the reasons why you see the rugged Oculus on the homepage of PewScience.com. That's right. That that wonderful picture there that's taken there on the on the seventy one, uh, yeah, good pistol by the way. Um, you know, th- there's another Easter egg actually if you're into the if you're into this weird Pew Science trivia. Uh, those of you who remember the old Pew Science logo on Instagram before I changed it, um, and also on the the letterhead in my newsletters and the, the the deliverables that clients get and stuff, the waveform logo you see in that. That that waveform, uh, that picture, that is the uh, the, that's that's a fingerprint from the the rugged Oculus on a 22 bolt action rifle. Excuse me. Yeah. So that's that's actually that that logo is a it looks like a squiggle like like someone drew a waveform. No, that's that's real data, and that's from the Oculus. It's actually the Oculus has one of the cleanest, most consistent um, fingerprints. Of any, of any 22 silencer I've tested. And so I found it fascinating. it was in the early days of Pew Science, like back when like, gosh, you ever seen those pictures where, you know, um, Bill Gates is in his garage with like his big old glasses on or something or like, you know, and he's like from the early days, like that's what the Pew Science, like that's the time, that's when like Pew Soft was like, <laughs> Not in the current in its current form and it was all crazy and like I'm sitting there like look like a mad scientist guy doing Crazy stuff at all hours of the night like that's the oculus was With me during that time and so that's kind of why I I put on there So, you know rugged I've had rugged silencers for a long time. It just always kind of stuck with me. So when I heard That rugged released a five five six razor I was surprised and I was kind of excited Cause I I had no idea that they were gonna release that. Like, I don't. I'm not like. I'm not really in that world where I know, um, you know, all every silencer that's gonna come out. And frankly, I don't really want to be in that world. It's like way too much to keep track of. And since I don't sell silencers, like, I'm really not. I'm actually really not interested in a lot of that because I I just don't have time to track it all. Um, and really, my job is to get information to the industry when it's needed. Okay, so to the extent that I need to know about something coming, well, I hope I do. But if I don't, well, I usually get to it, right? So with this one, I was able to get a hold of one to test, um, and I called Rugged, and I told them uh, what I was gonna do with it, because um, I, I kinda had a personal interest in it, and I got a lot of requests for it and so you know i had a great conversation with them and i told them i would let them know when i was finished you know with what i was going to do with it and then they said okay i said sure I said okay i'll let you know they said we'll wait we'll wait for you to speak with us i said okay so i did and uh, i did what i was going to do and then i i, I and then we, we, we talked again uh, about the results there and it turns out that my testing and analysis of this thing, this this Razer Five Five Six, on Five Five Six, it ends up that it supports the conclusions that Rugged had made when they developed the silencer and what they have told consumers after releasing the silencer. <laughs> so, and 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 in my humble opinion, I, I I will say, I think that this data release ties all of this up in a neat little bow, dude. It's and, and, to, and to go go along with all that, I I personally I learned some really neat stuff during the testing and, and and during the analysis and I would like to share that with you today. I would. And so I, w- I just want to say you know thanks to rugged for being so open and willing to speak with me about this. I had some pretty candid conversations with them and uh, I will say that that is not typical. It's definitely not the case with everybody, so for them to do that with me, I really appreciated it, and it was very professional, and I'm happy to explain the performance of their silencer, so that's what I'm going to do, okay? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up the old review here on PewScience.com, and you can follow along the home if you like, and if you don't want to, that's okay, too. I realize some of you are driving. Please don't read PewScience and drive. You'll be drunk with power. No <laughs> He's drunk with power. Let me get a drink of water in one second. Oh my god. <laughs> he you know, that sickness might have fried my brain. Okay, um what else is new? How many brain cells does he have left? Oh my god, he's gone off the rails. He just started. Alright, I pulled it up. I pulled up the member review. <laughs> <laughs> Sound Signature Review 676. It's 76 articles. That's crazy. Uh, Razer 556 in the Mark 18. Now, you know, remember, in Review 658 at the end of November of last year, I, I did the Razer 762 in the Mark 18. That's right. So uh, that that and and ooh, that's a very, very, very good comparison for you. Yeah. This is such an important thing. You know, and what a fortuitous situation we have here. We have both, yeah? yeah? I couldn't have planned it better if I tried, you know, to have it already had had proliferated in several articles. People were very aware of the true performance of the Razer 762 on the Mark 18, and a and, yeah, very prolific silencer, very common, out for a long time. You got really great data on it that really... And frankly, I don't want to go off on the Razer 7.62 for too long right now, but I will say it has been a very long time since someone saw a review of the Razer 7.62 on 5.56 that was correct, right? Because when that thing first came out, people put it on 5.56 ARs and... mm, some people said, "Oh my God, this sounds so awesome!" And they're like the people that bought the silencer, like me, were like, "I, it's really cool silencer, but I feel like it's a little bit loud." And what did the data show? Well, the data agreed with user experience. Right? That's like the whole point of all this. So, yeah. So that was cool. So. The fact that that exists and existed, you know, without any knowledge of the Razer Five Five Six even being born, that's good, right? Because it's a good it's a good test case for this for 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 this entire methodology, isn't it? <laughs> Funny how that works. So, if you were go if you were to go back to November of last year and you were to look at review 658 with the razor 762 you would see that it achieved a a 16 and a half suppression rating at the muzzle yeah and an 18.6 at the ear okay and then its overall composite rating that those two things got it an overall composite rating of 21.1 in the mark 18 not the best okay and we know but we know that dude i'm telling you if and let's do it right now let's go to the rankings Bom bump bum. rankings. Where is it? There's a link, right? Yeah, I always make links. Oh man, I meant to. Okay, whatever. Clicked on the link. I am in the rankings section, the seventh section of the or Sound Standard on Pewsonce.com. And scroll down on the table here. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna. There's various methods by which you can filter and sort the data. I'm gonna click on weapon system. Uh, just that's one thing you can do. And I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna go down to where it says mark 18 semi-auto rifle i'm going to hit the only button there as i hover over and what that's going to do it's going to take the table and filter it so that you're only seeing test data that's public from the mark 18. okay great and what we're going to do then i'm going to go to this table here and i'm going to click on the overall composite suppression rating column heading and i'm going to sort it so i clicked it once it happens to be that it's sort of descending and so you have here um, the highest composite rating of the group, which is the Otter Creek Labs polonium on the Mark 18, sorted all the way down to the to the Razor 762, which happens to be um, the lowest composite suppression rating on the Mark 18 weapon system. Okay, so you can see that. So out of the published data there, um, the Razor 762 is at the bottom. Okay, um, now keep in mind that overall composite suppression rating is the it, it, it's 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 an overall answer it's it, it's a very very simple metric intended to give an overall ranking okay and that being said I highly 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 recommend you look at the muzzle and ear ratings okay please. I implore you do not use only the overall composite suppression rating or you will have a bad time okay it, it all in all it's going to help you for quick and dirty for people who really don't care they just want to get something that's you know hanging but if you really care about what it's doing on the weapon system and you want to understand the sensor behavior it's very important for you to look at the the, the muzzle suppression rating and the ear suppression rating, okay? So, I will say nonetheless, there is an audience for a single number scale. And that is why the composite suppression rating exists. I am telling you, <laughs> when we started P-Science, we only had the composite rating. It became readily apparent. It was irresponsible, From the very beginning, and maybe I'll tell you the story sometime, I actually didn't, I wasn't even going to do a composite rating. I was just going to do muzzle in here and then. There are too many people. No, that's a bad way to say that. There are so many people on this planet that it becomes impossible to meet everybody's uh desires and 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 needs and opinions. So you when presenting information to extremely large groups of people, there are things you can do to do that in, in an efficient way in a helpful way, knowing that not everyone will like what you do. But you have to do it in a way that probably helps the most people. And so what you see in the rankings table and in the suppression rating in Section 5 of the standard is the form that I decided on to help the most people, and I think it's doing that, okay? So I know a lot of people want to know a lot of technical differences and why this and why that, but uh, just it is what it is, okay? Right now, you're not, you're just, that's, it's, trust me. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) If 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 you're a techie, if you're a tech guy, and you you want to know all the ins and outs and all the nuts and bolts, look at the muzzle rating and the ear rating. That is more than you even need. Okay, look at that. You will know every if you if you don't even look at the composite suppression rating, you, you'll be fine. I'll put it that way. Okay, okay. So since November, the sorry to go off on that, but I, I really I'm I, I I get some I see some people talk about silencers now when they come out they look at that composite rating like it's you know it's important it's good and it means something but they people are are ignoring certain parameters and it is gonna bite you in the butt my friend if you if you don't if you are if you're only looking at one number you're you're and, and and you're and you're feeling that strong and like if you only look at one number and that's what you look at awesome but if you're only looking at one number and then you're going on the internet and pr- proselytizing and like basically shouting from the rooftops about something only looking at that one number then you're you're not only doing yourself a disservice but you're 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 spreading uh, incomplete information which it, which which some some would consider to be irresponsible. Okay, and, and one of those people would be me. <laughs> I think I think you're, you're, you're being irresponsible. And, and some of that, it comes from uh, some people wanting to market using Pew Science data, which, hey, that's their decision. It's information on the internet, you can use it any way you want. But I'm telling you, if you're listening to this podcast, and you want to understand how these silences work, look at muscle and ear. So Since the Razer Seven Six Two data came out in November, on the Mark Eighteen, it, it, you know, and everyone's sh- shot it on Five Hundred Six, and it's been out forever. It's like there's no secret about its performance. Um, the 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 overall opinion has been, well, man, you know, the the, the Razer Seven Six Two. It's short. It's durable. It's tough. It looks cool. The mount's pretty good. But dang man, it's just kind of loud, and on 556, you know, compared to some other stuff, right, um, you know, and granted, we don't have a huge data set for 556 right now on pussons.com, but it's growing every day, so, you know, be patient about that, but, you know, there's, you've seen enough stuff to, you were like, ah, the razor is kind of loud, that's interesting, maybe not ideal, and, you know, and the silencer owners knew that, I knew that, being a long-time owner of the silencer, a lot of people kind of contact me we're like dude that's my exact experience with that silencer thank you for you know confirming I wasn't crazy and I'm like happy to do that's part of why Pew Science exists just to give people gut checks and he's like awesome I appreciate it you know so I I knew that before starting Pew Science and I because I've owned it for machine guns for years short barrel machine guns and I kind of knew what was going to happen on the Mark 18. But something else I knew was that it had an option for a 556n cap. And I had purchased that 556n cap for the Razor 762 a long time ago. Okay. So so when I released the the 762 data in November, along with it, I released a member research supplement. Okay, that was research supplement 659. So in 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 that I I took the Razor 762 I added the five five six end cap and i compared the differences okay and we learned a lot a lot of learning went on p science members learned what what happened when you took an overboard silencer designed for 308 restricted the distal orifice okay by chain but just simply changing the diameter of the orifice that's all they learned that and then what was born well, we had the Razer 762 with 556 Ncap performance scenario. It's a completely different performance scenario accessible to Pew Science members. And I published that thing for members and I was like, "You know what? That's probably the last time I'm going to talk about this. Uh it, for historical record, I'm glad we did it for completeness. We're done." That's what I thought. That's where I was sitting and I was like, "Okay, like I we we I, I got my Razer 762 performance. Um, have I tested it on 300 blackout yet? Hold on, like can't remember if I published that or not. Hold on, let me see. I'm in the rankings table. I'm gonna undo that. I'm gonna sort. I'm gonna go to silencer. I'm gonna select only the Razer Seven Six Two. Okay, no, I only have it on Three Zero Eight and Five Five Six. Huh. It's funny. I, I, I actually forgot. I can't even remember what I. Huh. See, I use the rankings table too. Um. Yeah. So I don't. Okay. So not not that, but. You know, but we had we had the 308 supersonic and now we have the the, we had the 556 supersonic so i was like okay i'm good i'm all set and what we what do we know about high flow rate small silencers on 300 blackout? I was like well it's definitely not going to be a world beater on 300 blackout so uh i feel like i had closed the book on the rugged razor all right so now enter the razor 556 you now, review 676. Let me go back here on the website since I went to the rankings. So I'm back in the review now. New Razor. Different silencer. Bottom line up front, 24.3 composite suppression rating, which is a, it's, it's a few points higher than the predecessor, right? It's a few points higher than the Razor 762 on the gun. Now, pay attention to this. 22 at the muzzle. 19.2 at the ear, so the muzzle the muzzle rating jumped from 16 and a half to 22. A, a little over half a suppression rating category okay it's not a huge amount but it's not trivial either yeah and the the, the ear rating well, the, the, the impact of the shooter there the shooter's ear suppression rating well, not that big a jump you yeah. know not that big a jump So what's going on right so why is this like what why why is this happening okay so let's get into it let's we'll we'll, we'll look at the data okay we'll look at the data of the mark 18 and and see why that's happening so first of all i think it's important to talk about what is different with the razer 556 than you know um, and and, and the razer 762 and the, the 762 version of the sensor what's different between those those two those two products well, you know, it, it might help you to to start with what's similar. Okay, the 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 length is identical. the The mounting method is the same. The diameter is the same. The construction is the same. The way they make it is the same. All similar. Very very similar. The, the The baffles are similar. They they look like they're the same. They look the baffles look the same, to me. Okay, but. But there's one missing in the Razer Five Five Six. Yeah, <laughs> they removed a baffle. They took it out. They, well, they didn't take it out. They just didn't put it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't put as many baffles in there. Yeah. And and, and the baffle uh, the baffles they did put in there well, well they changed the the spacing between them. Yeah. That's interesting. So little nuance there. And then they the locking collar is a little different too, a little bit it's almost like a radiant locking collar in a way it's it's a lighter i think i think that's why that exists it's a lightning feature and then there's another thing the the end cap of the razor 556 it's different i don't know if you guys know that it has a larger bore than the dedicated 5.56 end cap that you can buy. You can buy that 5.56 front cap, they call it there, on 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 the Rugged website. You can buy that front cap that has a smaller orifice than the 7.62 razor has or the 7.62 surge and radiant and everything. That, that 5.56 end cap from Rugged, the only difference between that and the 7.62 end caps is the diameter of the orifice, and you can buy those. But the, the 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 Razor 556 didn't come with that, and it didn't come with a 7.62 end cap like the normal ones. It came with a completely different end cap. It's still overboard for 556, but this one has some recessed chamfering around the orifice on the outside there. And, you know, you can take it off. And if you take off the end cap and you look at the inside of it, it has a recessed flange in there. Now it's it's not like a swatch, like a cut flange like like the old SWR stuff used to have, that is actually pretty cool. It's not like that. This one's continuous, so it's not cut, it's just a continuous recessed flange around the 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 orifice inside the end cap. All the way around. It's like you're going to a black hole. Like when if you were to go to the outside and you were to draw a artist's rendering of a black hole from the outside of the rugged razor 506 end cap and you you're you know you're skirted around the outside edge of the black hole that's the chamfer and if you were to fall in hopefully before you get to the vent horizon there (laughs) you have the um the flange the 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 portal to the inside there and it's definitely not accidental that's not like oh let's just look make it look pretty well i mean because you know rugged does make things look very nice they in my opinion, my subjective opinion, I think record silencers are very pretty. It's one of the reasons I like them. Uh, you know, I'm big on looking good. I think aesthetic design for silencers is, imp- is important. I don't want to put uh, stuff that looks ugly on my guns. I feel like my guns deserve better. So, yeah, you know. At first I thought, oh, maybe it's just a pretty. I, I looked when I saw that. When I first got the Razer Five Hundred Six here and I looked at it, I was like, oh, uh, they're just they're just making it look pretty i started looking at it i was like no that's a way, that's a lot of energy just to make something look pretty nah, they had parts that could have changed i was like ah, i bet you it changes something yeah so again just to summarize the physical differences of the razer 556 and 762 what do you got you got end cap number of baffles spacing of baffles minor differences to the locking collar that's it okay so you what does it do well you 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 get 13.5 ounces silencer weight that's two ounces uh, that's a little bit more than two ounces lighter than this razor 762 which is interesting oh and the other thing that is not part of the silencer but is different too the m2 brake now it's in half twenty eight, and it comes with the Razer Five Five Six. Up until now, I don't think you could get that mount because the M two has always been five five 24 Okay, M two is like one of the best rugged mounts you can get. It might be the best rugged mount because it's so light and small. It works the same way, and there's there's no performance differences with rugged silencers and the mounts because the the rugged silencers they don't care what. Um, Muzzle device you use to protect the blast baffle because they're stellite, so it's like whatever. And the, the the and the flow, the 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 gas dynamics of rugged silencers are very simple, so the the muzzle devices really aren't influencing that flow dynamic in a way that matters for you in practicality. So, it, you know, when I have my druthers, if I'm using a rugged silencer, I'm using the M2 brake. because like why on earth would I use a different Rugged mount. It's like the all the other ones are heavier and longer, and it's not changing anything. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the lightest. It's the smallest when the sensor's is disconnected. You know, you, you keep the weapon as short as possible when the sensor's is not on it. And that's the whole point of QD for me, being able to take the silencer off for storage and travel. So when I take the silencer off the gun, I want the resulting mount that's left over to be as short as possible. That's for me something i like so when i saw that this thing had a half 28 m2 i was like say word i have it i have it right here in front of me this little m2 dude i was like oh they made it for for half 28 that was a good move so yeah so 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 those are the differences the mount and those those other features so now you know now you know the physical differences because those alone, I've seen completely incorrect information on the internet about when people are like, "Whoa, no, it has a it's, it's just a it's a thirty caliber silencer." It's like, okay, well, you know, okay, yeah, well, the, the 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 hole's the same size. Let's talk behavior. Yeah, let's talk behavior. Okay, because 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 you might be thinking, which I I shouldn't say might. Many of you are thinking, well, it doesn't seem like much. Well, because it's not much. I'm not going to tell you your intuition is wrong. That would be stupid. Because you guys aren't stupid people. It's not much. It's not a lot of changes. Frankly, it's very similar to the Razor 762. But the changes that Rugged made do change the behavior of the silencer. So let's talk about how. The best way to do that will be to look at the data, the raw data, the fingerprint baby. Scroll down to figure one. That's right. Figure one in the review. Figure one A and figure one B. You can follow along the home if you like. What do we see immediately in figure one A, guys? Typical higher flow rate science or physics. It's right there. Don't even, you don't have to look at the numbers, dude. Like, just look at it. Look how fast the blowdown is. Look how late in time the bolt closes. It's not super, super duper late time, but it's not early time. It's about what we would expect. But you know what's super interesting right away, and we're still on figure 1A, the the literal first graph. (laughs) The bolt closes sooner than the Razor 762. What... Interesting, right? We'll come back to it, but keep, you're already like, are you serious? I'm serious. Serious as a heart attack. It's right there. We'll come back to it. Okay. Click off of that. Click on figure 1B. Make that bigger. Okay. On, on your computer here or the, or the or your phone that you're looking at or your tablet or whatever. Should be able to tap the figure or click the figure and make it bigger. To see it bigger. Look at figure 1B there. This is, you're, gonna, you're gonna see the the shot one is in black the shot two is in blue they're overlaid on each other right there um this is when it is immediately apparent that something is definitely going on in the razor 556 5, that wasn't going on in the razor 762 this figure right here figure 1b what in tarnation dude i'm telling you something is way off here it is when i saw when I saw the like, when I I did the test, I do my QA, I do everything. There's a lot of stuff I do. When I test a silencer, when I'm looking at the data, when I first start to look at the data, when I, and and just an aside, like, you know, like people will just post up like post data on the internet and like, oh look what I got. I'm like, dude, how could you possibly post that? Like, it, it takes me forever to like look through stuff to make sure it's right. So yeah, so I, it takes me forever. So I I, I look through it all and then I. I started looking at these features and I was like what in the actual F is going on I was like totally different behavior than 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 I expected I did not I I don't I wasn't shocked but I was I was like uh and it, and it and it happened so quickly like I saw it so quickly that I I, I was like it might have been one of the quickest in your face differences that I've ever seen in a si- in a rifle silencer Th- that then then an expectation that I had than a preconceived notion that I had if if you remember the Razor 762 data on the Mark 18 in 658 um the the the, the, mu- the muzzle blast and the bullet shock were pretty sudden right and they're coupled together. the the, the silencer is very high flow rate, so they're going to be coupled together. That's that's something that P science folks have known for a long time. Be very careful when when people on the internet are talking about like bull shock and stuff. Like they're they haven't tested enough silencers, so they don't know what happens with all different flow rates and stuff. And so they're they're going to tell you stuff that's not right. You what you need to realize is like almost every single silencer that you shoot there's going to be coupling between things that occur from the muzzle like it it, it it with a single point sensor like you're not going to be able to decouple everything and so something that something that really happens a lot of the time uh with with a, with a relatively high flow rate silencer is is significant coupling of muzzle jetting and and bullet shock just because of timing and the way the gas flow is happening and in, in the Razer 762, and you know what, I, why why allude to it without just pulling it up? Let me pull up, I'm going to pull up the six, review 658 because I don't want to talk too much from memory and I want to butcher something. Okay, good. So I just filled, pulled up figure 1B from the Razer 762 on the Mark 18, and you, you get r- drastic, really drastic shock um, and exit jet coupling that is just pretty aggressive, frankly, and very quick rise time as well. Um, it's very, very, and and in and, and in fact, the the first shot from the from the FRP phenomenon when you are essentially flashing, um, you're essentially providing extra extra oxygen um, to your unburnt powder because it didn't have enough oxidizer to burn and enough time to do it in. So you are anyway that FRP is extra combustion because of that. So what's happening in that FRP in the Razer 762 is you're getting this gigantic shock, right? And um, you it, it it has this rarefaction. It goes negative in negative phase, super, super, super happy, big time there in, in, in the Razer 762 there in review 658. And you're like, damn. And then the, the, the shot two there of the Razer 762 still incredibly fast rise because you have a super high flow rate, and big orifice there um, with the 5.56 cartridge overbore for 7.62. And, you know, you still get some refraction. It's pretty significant, but not nearly as significant uh, because you don't uh, have the extra oxygen to make up um, for your um, your incomplete uh, propellant burn there. Um, and so you, that's why FRP goes away and that's how silencers work. Okay. So, all that being said, you go back to the Razor 5.56 and you look at figure 1B and you're like, huh, the the FRP in the first peak here in the in the bullet exit and, and muzzle jet the first the blast jet here is not violent it's almost like it's not almost not there I mean it's there a little bit but it's 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 not deviating from shot two that much and and then the early timer faction is really not that bad I, I label it in the figure as nominal it's a nominal early time rarefaction. It's it's really not even going that way. Nice. It's like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're really god, it's some kind of weird positive prolonged positive phase duration building right after that." It's like, "That's interesting. What a And look at the delayed shock rise on the front end, on the front end of the shock front there. The front end of that shock, that bullet shock propagating there at the mock angle off the bullet there that coming out of the end cap and your map your your blast shit that's coupled with that it's it's delayed in rise time that that muzzle jet it's not the, the 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 strength the strength is lower why would that be why would you reduce the rise time of a shock why would you why would you do that or how would you do that? How would you reduce the rise time of a shock wave? Well, typically it's it's due to a. Well, there's there's a couple of reasons why it can happen, but one of the one of the things, one of the reasons why it can happen from a silencer, is orifice orifice dynamics and jet and jet nozzle dynamics and right away when I saw this I'm like that end cap is doing something weird and what is feeding it what's feeding that end cap what kind of pressure state is happening in the at that at the end of that when it gets to that end of that that last baffle and you're and you start and you start to pressurize that last space and then you have that interior flange, that end cap, and then you have that chamfer. That's like, What is different? What is going on? Is this like is this just is this completely different gas dynamics? And I, I was stuck on that for a minute. I was just looking at that first peak. And what is that a time? Um 29.7 milliseconds in figure 1B. So it lasts from 29.7 milliseconds to approximately, I want to say 29.85, 29.9 milliseconds. So that first positive phase major shock jet i'm just like i was stuck on that for a minute i was like huh and then when i saw the positive phase build positive phase building after it i was like huh this is different this is a different silencer i can't wait to go on in the analysis and see what's going on okay and because this is repeatable This wasn't just an anomaly in the first shot. It wasn't just an anomaly in the second shot. It kept happening. And and then the late-time action kept happening. Okay, it's super unique. This is a very unique fingerprint. Okay? I actually don't think we've seen this before. Okay? And I think you might be looking. You might be looking at the first time anyone's ever presented this before, this phenomenon. I don't think anyone's ever shown this before. In the history of small arms, of, of suppressed small arms, okay? You are seeing delayed shock propagation through the muscle orifice of the Razor 556, and if I was a betting man, which I'm not, okay, but if I was, <laughs> I would bet you this This is, this is. it's because of one, one or two things, man. It's, it's either that freaking end cap or it's the baffle spacing or both, it's... I think it's both, <clears throat> and one one thing that I'm doing, and I I think the end cap has a lot to do with it. But I I I am kicking myself for something. I and this was just like a personal thing. I don't know if you guys care. You might care. Um, I'm kicking myself for not taking that damn end cap off in the field and trying the old Razor Seven Six Two end cap on it. Because now I want to know. After I dug into the analysis, I was like because I don't I don't do all the analysis in the field like that would take for, like I would never leave the field <laughs> i could be outside all day. <laughs> like, well, I am outside all day, but I'll be outside like all week. <laughs> like doing it with my computer. I have I have done a lot of analysis in the field just as gut checks, but like come on guys, I can't you know what I mean? I have to come back to the office to do a lot of it. So, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like um I'm like damn, I want to change the end cap out and see like how much of a difference some of that geometry m- makes. You know, to prove to prove to prove it. Cuz I do I do think that is like a big contributing factor and so I'm like, ah, I need to do that test to see. But it's like it, does it matter, right? Does it matter? Cuz it might that in part might not matter as much because there's other stuff going on too and we'll get to that. So, that that was just like a little frustration for me, but I'm pretty sure I know what the baffle spacing is doing, which is a different thing. Um, And and I think I know, I, I think it's contributing to this too, but it's more important later. So, I'm going to get to it in a second, but not having that second data point of taking the the old Razer 7.62 end cap and putting on the silencer, it's bugging the crap out of me, but it's cool, regardless, it doesn't matter that much, because regardless, this is a completely different fingerprint. Completely different. And and, and if you wanted to pick the Razor 5.56 5, and 7, 6, Razor 7.62 out of a lineup, and all you had was their first or second shots in pressure space measured really, really quickly, like Pusoft can do, you could pick them out. You could pick them out all day, every day, twice on Sunday, you pick them out. The Razor 556 slightly decays shock propagation out of the end cap. And not only that, the shock's less intense. The rarefaction isn't isn't even as severe. And, and, and the really interesting thing is that the positive phase has a longer duration too. And that's where the baffle spacing comes in. Check it out in figure two. That's right, figure two. Click on it. Look at it. Look at figure two. Figure two A, figure two B, impulse. Okay, now now, now we're in a different land. Okay, we just hopped spaces. We hopped into impulse space. The saunter is acting differently. Still, It doesn't matter the space. It's acting differently. Flip back and forth between this review and the Razer Seven Six Two on the marketing in a review Six Fifty Eight. Do it. Flip back and forth. Flip back and forth. It's a different world. These impulse waveforms. I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Real time. Boom. I, I had the 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 the, the Six Fifty Eight open there. It, different world. The impulse waveforms. Figure Two in both of these reviews. Different world. Look at them. Look at the difference. Look. 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 Okay? So what are we doing? How What are we doing with impulse? We're, we're, we're taking the area under the under the pressure curve. We're projecting it in the time domain, and we're viewing its accumulation. Okay? That's what impulse is. That So that's what figure two shows. And this is what you came to see, ladies and gentlemen. This is what you came to see. Okay? What in tarnation, why is it happening for so much longer with the Razor 556? Why? Why is the slope not as steep, too? The, slope's not, the, the initial slope's not as steep, too. That's different. Why are the plateaus on the 556 impulse waveforms? Why, why do those exist at the top there? Why do you have those long-duration positive phase uh, impulse plateaus? Why? What did, that didn't happen with the Razor 7.62 on the same gun. Why? Why does it look like that? And, 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 for the, and furthermore, why are the, the impulse waveforms more, uh, more consistent? Why are they more consistent with the Razor 556? Why are they laying on top of each other more closely than on on the Razer 762? Why? All of these things, all of these things I just said indicate right away that the Razer 556 is more efficiently suppressing muzzle blast than the Razer 762. Right away, dude. We haven't mentioned one decibel number, have we? We haven't mentioned one decibel number, not one peak, dude. I have not said one thing about any sound pressure number, and I'm telling you right now in the waveforms, we are seeing a performance differential that is non-trivial, okay? And that's crazy, and that's a big deal, dude. This is a big deal, and and this is important to understand. Now, and you want to talk about why? Let's talk about why. Hold on a second. Oh, freaking, sometimes I have to pop my knuckles because, like, they get stiff, It's probably not healthy. Okay, one second. Drink a water. (laughs) I think I might be dehydrated or something. I haven't eaten dinner. Still recovering. You know, it's like I don't feel sick, but I still feel off. You know what I mean, Jellybean? Let's talk about why. Let's talk about why this Razor 5.56 is doing crazy stuff. Now, we know the end cap's doing stuff. That's blatant, I'm telling you. It's definitely disrupting shocks through it. Uh, It's definitely changing the shock dynamics out of the orifice, no question. That's going to happen. Simple to see that. But um, I would go so far as to say, now, Rugged, if you're listening, you might not be or I might have lost you by this point. (laughs) If you're listening, next time, go crazier. Go even crazier. Make that chamfer even more aggressive and see what it does, like, uh, outside the end cap there, make it crazy, could be super duper wild, I, I, and now, I hope, I hope that was on purpose, and not just cosmetic, I don't know, because it's awesome, um, I think it's cool, I think, I would go, I would go ham, I I would, I would change that end cap, I would be like, yeah, let's, let's take that chamfer, and increase it, make it steep as a mofo, um, now then, the longer positive phase duration, in those impulse waveforms, and, uh, if if you're a purist and you want to go look at the origin there in Figure One B, uh, you can see. And if you if you if you actually if you f- click on f- uh, if you go to Review Six Fifty Eight for the Seven Six Two on the Mark Eighteen, and then you uh, click back and forth and look at One B Figure One B both that one and then uh, Six uh, Seventy Six this recent one, you can see that the Razor Five Five Six has a just almost almost constant continuous positive phase in early time. Uh, so it, it's jetting without rarefaction it, it, it's pushing 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 gas and it's doing it um differently and the, and you can see that uh manifest in figure 2a yeah that's right um you see it manifest in figure 2a it, it, it's a major flow change you know you because c- c- they didn't shrink the orifice you see it's not the end cap, sir, ma'am. Can't be. No, 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 You can't do that with an end cap uh, uh, of 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 the type they they made. It, no, it's not the way it works. Because um, they didn't shrink the orifice super tiny or nothing like that. Now, there's that internal recess is there? But it's more of a shock nozzle factor. It's not your consistent your consistency gets better with the end cap features into a i think the plateau you see and the longer rise time to peak i think you're looking at a major flow change and i think you're looking at a baffle stack phenomena and i think you're looking at i think you're looking at expansion volume population you you're doing primitive stagnation relief in early time i think that's what you're doing okay now remember when we were knee deep in 762 bolt action silencer reviews and i went hard in the paint and I used analogies to explain, like how you needed to get, you needed to let gas expand, such that you maintain flow efficiency in the silencer, and you're able to take advantage of internal volume and track more gas. Remember, Pepperidge Farm remembers, <laughs> remember that. But what happens? What happens when your muzzle blast has has a different jet diameter, and a different expansion distance, and a different everything? What happens when? it's just a different gun different cartridge there are some tricks you can pull out of your hat we have been discovering we have been discovering in internal research here at pew science in r&d and also in this testing which happens to be public r&d we have been discovering that you can i think in a very crude and simplified way create a similar effect to how you send gas to coaxial space in simple silencers and and what if instead you let the flow just all of a sudden expand and slow down in a big interstitial pocket after the first two baffles what if you did that (laughs) what if the jet diameter and the expansion physics of the 556 cartridge allowed that to work would it be serendipitous Well, I would say to you that you would run into a scenario where you end up trapping more gas than before. And you would do that with less baffles. That's what I would say. And and, and now, am I talking crazy? Am I literally an insane person for insinuating that the Razor 5.5.6 traps more gas than the Razor 7.6.2? Am I crazy? The Razor 556 has one less baffle. Is this lunatic time? Is it am I a lunatic? <laughs> Maybe. Might be. No, um, think about it though. I know what I just said is borderline insane. But think about it. It's a different sport. We're playing a different sport now, aren't we? Five five six, smaller jet. Stick with me. Smaller jet. Different expansion time, different duration. You need you need to expand. What if you can't? That's my theory, boys and girls, and it's supported by data, dude. And that this is the part I would not say. Uh, look, I would not say this if I wasn't pretty sure about it. Um. It's supported by data. the The omega metric computation supports it. The slope, if you want to look at this, it it, it will blow your mind. The slope is more shallow in Figure Two A, <laughs> on the five, Five Five Six. Not not by significant. It's not crazy, 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 crazy shallow, but it's shallower. The bolt closing time kinematics support the conclusion too. The bolt closes faster in Figure One A, dude. The, the, flip back and forth in the reviews and look. I'm gonna do it right now. Just make sure I'm not crazy. Okay. What have we got here? After eighty something, like, you know, what is it? Around eighty. 80 to 85 or something like that on the razor five five six it's like 85 to 90 on the razor 762 what what yeah dude the bolt closes faster with the razor five five six is it a huge difference absolutely effing not dude it's not a huge difference was the is the omega metric different no it's not that much different it's not these are not huge differences Okay, now, are they practical differences? I'm about to blow your mind and say maybe. <laughs> Most certainly, maybe. Guys, look, no, seriously. If serious. Now, look, and here's here's something important. If you're Pew Science members, please, 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 look at the earway forms in the member review. Because if you don't, you still might think I'm clinically retarded right now, okay? No, I'm serious. Like you, you need to. It's important. Um, I'm not. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I, 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 I'm not. I, I'm I'm, 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 certainly autistic. This, I am, but I, I'm not retarded. And members, if you look at Figure Three and Figure Four, and it, it's important. You just look at those figures. And this is, again, this is not in the public review. Sorry if you're not a Pew Science member. This is not in that. But members, if you look at figure three and four, tell me you, you aren't seeing signs of higher back pressure. Okay? Now, they're not crazy signs. You're not, you're not seeing, you know, Saker and Polonium features no it's not you're, not you're not super high back pressure but you're seeing something different than what you saw with the razer 762 on the mark 18 aren't you you're seeing something different okay and that that my friends is the trifecta we we just we just created a trifecta, didn't we? We got slower primary muzzle blast impulse accumulation, we got faster bolt closing time, and we have distinct gas flow momentum measurements at the shooter's face. Classic back pressure increase, classic textbook, text textbook silencer one oh one. Textbook Pew Science, baby. There it is. Okay? this is it right here that my friends is probably one of the biggest surprises of the year for me so far that that right there in this review and you guys i don't know if you guys thought about this but you can increase flow restriction you can increase pure suppression by removing a baffle and changing the spacing of the remaining baffles of a silencer we're talking about supersonic shock propagation guys supersonic flow and I was talking. I was actually talking to an industry person today. We we're talking on the phone about silencer companies and stuff. And I was talking about how subsonic suppression is easy mode, and people have already figured that out. I've seen people talk about supersonic silencers like they're using all of these rules of thumb from subsonic land. I'm like, bro, this is a supersonic flow. You better check your check your code at the door, dude. Because if because all the folks that are using all these principles for subsonic silencer development and they think they're hot stuff and they're developing silencers that and and you know what and the reason i say they think they're hot stuff is because they say they're hot stuff and then they're like oh we know how to do this and this is easy and you guys are da, da da and it's like but then you you test their silencers and their silencers aren't working on supersonic well it's because the physics are different the flow regime is different and this is something I learned during this review, and it's really, really cool with regard to the and, and what a case study we have right here. Okay? You you can you're increasing you're increasing pure suppression by removing a baffle and changing the spacing of the remaining baffles. By when you put the sensor on five five six. And what in the actual F like, seriously, like is that not one of the most insane things you've ever heard? Like if you were if you're not a rocket scientist and there are some rocket scientists listening, but there's not a lot. If you're not a rocket scientist, and and you hear someone say that, you're like, are you are you a wizard? You know. I thought this was crazy, and I I wrote it down on the internet, and now I'm telling you about it on a podcast. It's been there in the review. If you if you read the whole review, you would have you would have come to this conclusion and you would have been like, "What?" <laughs> and I would have been like, "I know." And then, like, you know what's really weird? Like, no one's, like, wrote me an email and said, Jay, you're you're an insane person. Funny how that works. Maybe they will now because they're, like, maybe they didn't read it. I don't know. But that's what it says. That's what the data says. That's what the data shows. The data shows that. The data shows what I just told you. The data shows that on 5.56 for the Razor, you take a baffle out, change the spacing, and you restrict flow more What's for, for, for uh, a, a small diameter supersonic flow. That's what it says. That's what the data says. It's right there. It's right there in black and white. It's right there. Okay? In- internally funded Pew Science data. No skin in the game. Literally doing this for, for, for the world. And it's right there. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. So what does this mean in practicality? What does it mean? It means, uh, now I wrote it down in the review, actually. What it means, what it means in practicality is that The Razer 5.5.6 is a more efficient silencer on the Mark 18 than the Razer 7.6.2. Still overboard. Still flows enough not to be super high back pressure for you. It's a recipe for a machine gun silencer for 5.5.6 if I ever saw one. Am I right? It is. Yeah. Now, it's not as efficient as the Q-Trash Panda on the Mark 18, which is another overboard silencer. That thing's overboard, and it sure is quieter than the Razer on the Mark 18, by about a half a suppression category you know you know that's interesting it's interesting that the trash pan is quieter than the razor 556 at the muzzle by about the amount the razor 556 is quieter than the razor 762 at the muzzle on this gun this is an interesting tidbit just something interesting it doesn't matter it's just interesting now the helios qd from cgs it's also more efficient than the rug the, the the razor 556 on the Mark a team yeah but the performance gap isn't as as large as the trash panda right so you know, and then, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, you can scroll down here. Where am I pulling this data so quickly from? It's in figure five of the review. You know, it's interesting the 762 RC2 from Surefire, that long, the, the, the full size, the, the SOCOM 762 RC2 from Surefire on the Mark 18, neck and neck with the Razor 556, 5. neck and neck. Yeah. Interesting, right? That's actually kind of crazy when you consider how big the 7.62 RC2 is. Not optimized for 5.56 at all. Not optimized for 5.56. Now, the Razer 5.56 has three baffles, and it's doing what the Socom 7.62 RC2 is on the Mark 18. Okay. That's something to think about. It's important. Yeah? Then, you've got the 5.56 RC2 from Surefire. Whole other animal. And it's a five, five, six bore. So when it comes to flow rate changes during rate of fire changes, it's going to be gas city population use. So you see, you know, you're looking at these different silencers. I'm just going down this list here, down on the table here, like, "Ah." different world. You know, you got a lot of different silencers grouped in this table. It can be misleading. First, you think, oh, these are all the same. They're just on the Mark 18. No, you got different physics hanging out in all pockets of this figure five. Every nook and cranny of Figure Five is jam-packed with physics that are that are that are different physical behavior. Silencers rampant in Figure Five. Figure Five has so much damn information in it. You, your brain could explode if you're not careful. Frankly, you'd be very careful with Figure Five. It's very powerful. All that power—it's too much. It's, it's too much to digest sometimes. Okay. So you have these cases. You have these cases of overboard silencers on the Mark 18. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk lately on the internet about overbore for silencers. You have these cases of overbore: the Razer 556, the Razer 762, the Helios QD, the Trash Panda, the 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 Surefire Silcom 762 RC2. You get similar performance from some of them, and you take that, you take that Razer 762, you make a few tweaks, you turn it into the Razer 556, and all of a sudden you have a more efficient silencer. It's interesting never before never before have we had such a case study have we like this think about it you've changed three things you've changed three things number of baffles spacing of baffles and end cap design and you got these waveforms instead of the previous ones insane you guys get to see it it's on the internet dude forget about i mean yeah the shooter's ear stuff is important but okay whatever without that you're still seeing it oh my god Okay. I mean, do you understand the gravity of this data? Like, I don't care if you're not interested in the Razer Five Five Six. the The knowledge we gained in this review is so important, and it applies to way more silencers from 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 yesteryear. Frankly, that are in in the zeitgeist, in the culture, in the silencer land, in the industry from AAC, from YHM. You, you guys. You, if you are a silencer designer and you're listening to what I'm saying, you are probably nodding your head yes, and you're like, that's why it works, and I'm like, I didn't know that, and you might be like, we did, and I'm like, cool, congratulations, you're smarter than me, but at least I figured it out on my own, and now we all have it, okay? Now we know why, we see it, we measured it, we we, we know it, we understand it, okay? And you know what? I actually just said something a second ago about rate of fire when I was talking because I, I was like, well, you know, because I was thinking about the five five six RC two and how like, yeah, it's cool it has a tighter bore though. So the back pressure is actually like in, statically, like or, or dynamically with like a single shot or like a like slow fire, it's pretty on par with like you know, it's like with the trash panda. But the trash panda has a bigger bore, so if you were to change the change the rate of fire, could you change the flow rate and would it affect? The so-called back pressure on the weapon system, and therefore the gassiness in your face, which is one adverse effect of high back pressure. Flow rate changes due to rate of fire, and what does that mean? Is that a thing? Is that a phenomenon? Are those phys- physics real? Does it happen? Does it manifest? When does it manifest? And we saw it in the test. Actually, we did. We saw it in the test. Something happens to the Razer Five Five Six when you fire it. It actually happens early in the shot string, and I think, and look, this is another insane theory, stick with me, it's fine, but you know, but if you think this is crazy, stick around, because I'll hit you with these all the time, <laughs> I think what's happening is, since you have such a primitive method of gas management in this thing, and I, look, that's not a knock on rugged, I'm speaking, I'm speaking about reality, it's it's objectively primitive, okay, you have such a it's objectively primitive you have such a primitive method of gas management in this thing that you know it's the simple take out a baffle make more expansion volume at the right time in the right place it's such a simple thing i think since you're doing that you're, you're at the mercy of density gradients with temperature and, and and as you fire that silencer you're heating that volume that that gas volume and it begins to behave differently Someone, on and, and I don't want to call this person out. I'm not going to say their name. But someone on a forum the other day started talking about the silencer heating up and the performance changing. And yeah, sure, that can happen because the silencer can become less efficient if it's super hot. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, yes, yes. Heating is real. <laughs> Heat capacity is real. But, But that's not what I'm talking about right now. And I didn't want to argue with the guy because the guy's... he He's just one of those guys who will... He's gonna have, he he wants the last word no matter what, so I give him, I just let him have it have the last word because he's he's you, you could argue with this guy for a hundred years and he's never gonna stop. So what I wanted to tell him was that that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is expansion volume where the baffle's gone. I'm not talking about the, the silencer heating up. I'm talking about the gas heat. I'm talking about the gas temperature. Not the silencer temperature. And I think once you start Heating that up, and it happens fast, dude. It something something happens, it has to normalize, and you and you start to get erratic flow. And you see you see in the member version of the review at the at the at the, the waveforms of the shooter's ear, it doesn't happen with the razor Seven Six Two. We, we keep seeing that on Mark Eighteen, where it'll be it'll be shot string dependent, where it'll ha- it'll start to happen like when you start to pressurize some of the pockets of gas, and as it heats up, um, it behaves differently. It's like you get, it's like you, you can't relieve as much pressure. It's like, because, you know, you, you have that primitive stagnation relief. What What is that at the end of the day? What is ex- stagnation relief? It's expansion volume. When your expansion volume isn't isolated from the rest of the flow by, and I, I'm just shooting a number out, a or I wouldn't even use a number, I'll just say a phenomena. I'll say when your expansion volume is not isolated from the primary flow by a certain ratio, I bet, or I postulate that, you can't expand to that volume as efficiently for as long a time due to density gradient caused by acute temperature rise because the molecules can touch each other too much and too fast. Like you, 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 you need those molecules are, don't have a uh, hard enough time. They're too familiar. They're, they're a bunch of hoes. Okay. <laughs> bunch of whole ass molecules. Damn, son. Uh, no cap. Um, that's right. So <laughs> that's, this is a family show. Um, that's right. I think that's what's going on there. So that if you're going to make a super simple silencer, just know that it might perform super simply and not be super advanced because uh, I'm not saying it's lazy, but I am saying it is simple. So this fire rate change that happens uh, and that gas stack phenomenon and silencers behaving differently on you know, automatic weapons compared to slow fire is definitely something we need to talk about. Okay, uh, And it's, and, you know, and I knew, and I, look, guys, I actually, I knew this was going to happen. It's one of the. It's it's another reason why I started testing both guns first. A lot of people they don't listen to me and they don't hear me when I say we had to start with both guns first for a reason. You 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 would not even understand silencers if I started with a semi-auto. It, it would have destroyed you. It would have turned you off to it. You wouldn't have understand understood everything, and we wouldn't have learned as much. And it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been good enough. But now we're that we're here, we're we're crossing we're starting to cross bridges. and one of the bridges we're gonna to have to cross is 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 uh, dynamic flow rate changes due to rate of fire. and that's we're gonna put on a little thermodynamic thinking caps. and we're gonna to have to learn more physics, okay? Try to keep this really low level to be very accessible to everybody. I'm gonna to have to say something right now, and a lot and a lot of you are not gonna like it, okay? so so buckle up. If you do not have high flow rate, you will restrict flow, okay? I do not care who makes the silencer. I do not care what it is called. I do not care what the silencer looks like. If it does not flow, it will not be pleasant for you on a machine gun or a rapid-fire semi-auto gun, and that's the way it is. Now, you can tune guns, You can tune for heavy semi-auto use, but I am telling you, if you want to know anything about gun behavior, about true behavior, convert your gun to a machine gun and shoot it with all the stuff you're using before, same sensor, everything, and welcome to a brave new world because every little problem you think you didn't have, you're about to see come up right now. That's right. Machine gun fire is different. Like guns to me, dude. And this is look. This is definitely like something that normal people wouldn't say. And if it sounds elitist, so be it. Guns to me aren't even reliable unless they they run full auto. Like if if I build an upper and it runs full auto, I'm comfortable with that upper. That's my test. That's that's my test, not Pew Science's test. That's me. Like me personally. If 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 I build a a a 5.56 upper or whatever upper on the AR-15 platform. One of the, what's one of the first things I do? I put it on a machine gun lower and and do mag dumps to make sure it works. Why on earth, why on earth would I think that, that, that upper worked unless it, it ran full auto? Like wh- what kind of like delusions would I have with myself? Like, am I, am I that confident in my build, my AR building capability that I, that I, oh, no, surely this upper's, upper works full-auto because it works semi-auto. I'm such a great gunsmith. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't kid yourself, dude. If the, if the dynamics of the weapon system aren't working in full-auto, something's wrong with your gun. So... We're gonna to have to get into this rate of fire changing gas flow situation with these silencers eventually. And, I, and I'm and i actually not sure how I'm gonna do it, but uh, it might be good to include it with the omega-556 metric. You know, when I, when I present that, if I ever do, <laughs> I need to, I don't know, because I the way I'm developing that parameter, like it's the same as 762, just as the research supplement 640 says, like I'm following the same exact methodology when I've been communicating computing it behind the scenes I've been presenting figure five like in this review in the order you would see but I'm just not putting the number there because I'm like you know what I I just don't think I'm you're losing anything because you have the numbers at the ear so I I, I don't I felt like I would rather work on it more than show it and so I was thinking as I develop it maybe we can talk about which omega thresholds are required to mitigate significant blowback on a tuned gun so maybe I can assign values that are going to be concrete. You understand? So like, for example, like if you have an omega below a certain number, you'll be okay maybe. And maybe we can cross-reference that with omega 762. Like maybe there's like there'll be like a decoder ring for omega 556 and omega 762 and like a chart where like you'll be able to use them. And you'll like when it's like, oh, okay, well, when you have an omega 762 below X, you're probably fine. And then like when you have an omega-762 above so such and such, well, now you can start to compare with omega-556 or something. I'm, I'm I'm speaking really roughly, but but you understand what I'm saying? You see why it's complicated and why I haven't presented it? Because if I presented it and then like you took one number, you would took omega-556 and you compared it to omega-762 without like a, a key and people didn't read research supplement 640, which is like 99% of people, then like, it would mean nothing to people. And then people would, they'd be mutiny, it'd be whole thing. So, so there's there's probably gonna be more to it. You know, it's really complicated. And frankly, like, I haven't had a chance to dig into it a lot more than that. But there might be another waveform parameter that we need to look at too. We might need to add one. Like, uh, for example, for like autofire, what if, what if omega is important? Because we already know it is because it definitely represents behavior. But what if there's also, another one that's important too like maybe maybe there's something that you have to tie to omega because maybe when you change the rate of fire something else in the waveforms change too you see what would we call that maybe we call it alpha <laughs> I was thinking about this what if we called it alpha you have two parameters you have alpha and the omega <laughs> you have alpha and omega wouldn't you that'd be cool right I think that'd be cool Probably should have came out with alpha first eh, is what it is i picked omega because frankly i wanted everyone to know the history of the the word omega and where it really came from Just so you guys know where the, the 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 omega the omega silencer and omega baffle was actually named please read research supplement 640 if you don't know that so you know the actual truth it's important to keep history uh untarnished um so all in all i will say the Razer 556 is definitely different than the Razer 762 I think I've beaten that dead horse and I think it's different despite the internet literally losing their minds about it okay I think it's fair to say that and now now I will say in in, in the internet's defense (laughs) the internet the internet's defense is the Razer 556 different enough to make you happy that I don't know, I don't care what you buy, I've said that before, i said that again, I don't, that I don't know, because I do not care what you buy, and frankly, your purchasing preferences are are not only none of my business, but uh, they fall completely outside of my concern, Uh, other than I generally care that you want a silencer, I mean, I would like you to want a silencer, it would be nice, so, so, you know, you know, and I hope you find this information remotely useful for that, you know, Hope, I hope it helps you. So, in that, in that in that way, I care about your your purchasing preferences. But uh, but what you buy, I do not care. You, I do not care at all. So that being said, I'll give you my opinion. How's that? It's just Jay talking. This is my opinion. I didn't write this in the review. Let me get a drink of water one second. Okay, so I'll give you my opinion. I hear, I hear the Razer Five Five Six isn't that expensive. People tell, have told me that. I don't know how much it costs. I actually haven't, I haven't even looked at Sancer Shop's website to see what the cost is. People told me it was around $500 or so. That could be plus or minus $100. I don't know if it's $400. I don't know if it's $600. I'm just going to pretend it's five. I don't know. Okay. Um. I have a lot of experience with rugged silencers. Uh, it's lighter than the Razer 762. Um, the mount's cool so if i if i were a heavy ar user guy and i was gonna go ham like super ham shooting my gun with a silencer with a blatant disregard for the silencer (laughs) like irresponsibly (laughs) in a way that i know no matter what i'm not breaking that silencer and i'm not wearing any part of that silencer and i'm gonna shoot carbine classes all day every day with that silencer i i guess i'd look at the razor 556 i'd be like okay that's that's on my that's that'd be on my list I guess probably like you know all those requirements like if I if I, you know if I'm a rugged fan if I like the mount I I, yeah, I like that it's lighter yeah I think so and you know because you're, you're you're not gonna break it it's not that heavy it looks cool it's not that long the mount's pretty cool it's not gonna take you to Gas City USA like some of these other high back pressure silencers are with the dedicated bore you know like you put you put up a polonium or a saker on a On a gun and you start to do mag dumps you you can tune your gun if you want you're still gonna get you're still get it's still gonna gas you I don't care it's still gonna gas you it's a flow rate problem I you know like the the the, the Surefire Silicon 556 RC2 it is probably my favorite 556 silencer and I Break into tears if I do a D60 drum mag dump with it <laughs> on a tuned 11.5. Gas gases I, I'll start coughing from the gas, dude. Come on, man. It has porting. It has higher higher flow rate than the Saker and the Polonium, but you you want to shoot rapid fire, you're going to overwhelm that flow rate in a hurry, my friends. So, so, yeah. I mean, for the Razor 5.56, I bet it gases you less. I mean, flow rate's higher. So yeah, that's my quick and dirty opinion about the Razor 556. Now, are there technically higher performers? Yes. You can see that on PScience.com. There are definitely higher performers. There are. Did Rugged provide something that fits in the market? Uh, yeah. I would say they did for the reasons I just mentioned. I just mentioned all those things. You know, all, all, all the... Th- all the, the traits about it. Um, I mean, th- there aren't many rifle silencer manufacturers you can go to and say, I want to buy this silencer and I want a super high probability. It's going to be high quality and probably never break. I, that's, Rugged is one of those companies. I, I challenge you. I actually challenge you to find companies with significantly higher quality than Rugged. I challenge you to do that. I'm telling you. I mean, are there some? Yeah. There's some companies that are on par with Uh, Rugged quality, maybe even higher. Not many, dude. Are there companies with quality lower than rugged? (laughs) In spades, there are. (laughs) Way more than not. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I hope you guys find that informative. I mean, that's a lot of information. I know I went a little crazy, um, but yeah. But wait, also, that's not all. What if, I will say this to close this topic out, what if you're an owner of a razor seven six two already? Next topic, that's right. <laughs> topic two at a time of one hour. thirty one minutes and forty seconds. Oh, I spent a long time on that. It had to be done. Topic two, member research supplement six seventy seven, that's right. The same razor five five six I just spent over an hour talking about versus the razor seven six two. With different end caps on the Mark 18. That's right. Remember I said back in the day? um, Actually, previous research supplement uh, 659 that was published in tandem with Review 658 of the Razor 762 on the Mark 18 took that data and I made another members-only article, 677. So if you own a Razor 762 and you want to shoot it on 556, Or maybe you are looking at the Razor 5.56 that we just talked about too. I think Research Supplement 677, this article is going to help you. The weight's different with the silencer, and that's easy to see. But if you're looking for actual performance differences, other than what I talked about, you're going to want to check out this article. It's not free, but it's also not very expensive (laughs) for the knowledge you gain. Okay, this is like, I will say that much. In these research supplements, I go into very, very, very detailed ear response. I have been told by members that they have answered questions in detail about why they hear a silencer a certain way. Okay, that's what these supplements are doing for them. So if you're into that, cool. Like, because you see it on these forums and Reddit and everything all the time, where people are like, well, I think it sounds like this, and I think it sounds like that. Well, if if you want to know, like... The real answer to that, uh, articles like 677 are for you. Okay, there's a preview of it on, on the website, on the free website there, but if it doesn't contain what I'm talking about. you To do that, you have to log in as a member, okay? So like I said, if you're into that type of stuff, dude, that's awesome. Join us, check it out, and ask me questions. And if you're not into that, maybe that's not for you, and that's okay. All right? I just wanted to mention it. Really short, really, really quick here, just to let you know, some of you folks might not understand that that's available. Now you do, okay? Okay, let's move into topic three then, a time of one hour. 34 minutes and seven seconds. I just wanted to mention that quickly. I didn't, want to, I didn't want folks not to know it existed because I think it's very important. It can really tell you some very important things about the sensor we just talked about, okay? Topic three, is. going to throw this in here. <laughs> <laughs> literally last minute topic. The AAC Tyrant 9MHD. What a mouthful. You know, literally just got one of these in, in. Just got one of these in uh to mess with. Just took it into inventory. Big shout out to Peace of Mind Guns out of Utah. Pew Science corporate member Dealer. Has, Mason, sir, uh, you the man, if you're listening, uh, thanks. thank you for sending me this silencer um, to take a look at. I do appreciate that. He asked me, he he actually just texted me one day. He was like, hey, man, like, getting this AAC silencer, you, you want me to send this to you? I was like, yeah, dude, send it to me. So he did. So thanks, man. It's interesting. It's uh, it's uh, PVD-coded, which is nice, uh, frankly, I man, those old AAC sensors, had some of those coatings really sucked. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. Um, the main tube is titanium, um, and it has t- it's modular, so it's got that main tube that has a distal tube, which I think is aluminum to save some weight or something. And then the first five baffles are steel, it, which is interesting. I'm like, that's interesting. It's very interesting, different silencer than the old Tyrant. You know, haven't shot it yet, actually. Just got it in. Um, I've been sick. I haven't, what am I going to do? Go shoot a silencer? Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm posting a photo of it with this podcast on the old, uh, SP5K uh, PDW there, the old HK MP5K. Uh, gonna go uh, three lug there, attached with three lug mount. And you know what? This thing's people are saying. And by people, I mean the manufacturer is saying that it's supposed to be quieter than the original, they're saying. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I think I have an original Tyrant 9 in inventory, so we're definitely going to do some head-to-head challenge testing, aren't we? <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. Because <laughs> I want to know. If it's quieter, well, everyone's going to know. And if it's not, everyone's going to know that, too. Yeah. I'm going to see what's up. you will see what's up. I want to know. I mean, there's nothing to lose at this point. AAC, what? Let's test all the legacy stuff just for the historical record. We don't want that to disappear without knowing, right? Right? I think so. So, yeah. By the way, and this is actually, I just thought of this public service announcement. I know that short HK roller lock guns look cool. Like, you know, the MP5K variants. I know they look cool. Like, trust me. Like, I trust me. I know it looks cool. That's why I have one. Um, everyone likes them. They're super cool, but make no mistake: these are going to be louder than the full-size MP5 or SP5K, guys. Or, or SP5. Sorry, the the MP5K and the SP5K PDW is going to be louder than a full-size MP5 or SP5. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna be every day. And people ask me all the time. They say, "If I can if I man, if I can get an MP5, what should I get?" I said, "Go full size, dude. If if you're you're only getting one, if you're only getting one, just go full size, 100% of the time. If you like the PDW, like if you like the MP5K, go for it. Like get what you like. That's cool. But what I'm saying is, I think everyone should have the full size gun, especially if you're a sensor user." Okay, so it makes sense. I, that's just my thing. If you're a silencer you this is for silencer use. If you're a silencer user and you can only have one MP5, try to swing it full. Try, try to swing it because it's going to be better for you. It's going to be a better experience for you. Okay? It's just a better silencer host. I think I feel like I owe it to owe the public to say that. Okay? Okay, so with that, again, I hope you found this episode informative. I hope you f- folks that were interested in the behavior of the... Razor556 got your technical knowledge thirst quenched, okay? Please reach out with any questions. I talked a lot of technical stuff today. It's a very long podcast. I, I know I said a lot. You might have to re-listen to some of it. Please reach out with any questions. Tech at uh Members, you know where to reach me to. And uh, always, um, if you DM me on Instagram, I will respond eventually. Um, it might be slower. Email is better, okay? Okay. I'm here for you guys if you need me. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk with you folks again soon. All right, bye.